for the first month I peak, and the second month that would be the the last month of the semester. The student need to study more and more. After that school life, they need to come back to their home and study to read a book to to review the the lesson something like that. So it is very hard to to go to board game and to spend that time. And yeah, the second month is my nightmare. Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. To join our community, go to myworstinvestmentever.com and receive the risk reduction checklist I created from the lessons I've learned from all my guests and get my weekly email to help you increase your investment return. Also in the community, you can get a super special podcast listener discount on my six-week valuation masterclass bootcamp. This bootcamp is for those who want to learn exactly how to value companies like a pro and advance their career in finance. Go to myworstinvestmentever.com now to join our community for free. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stotts from A. Stotts Academy. And I'm here with featured guests, Chat Chai, Un Ratsami Wong. Chat Chai, are you ready to rock? Yeah, already. Yeah. Already. You know, when I came to Thailand, I realized many years ago, I came to Thailand in 1992, Thai people have such long names that every Thai person has a nickname. So tell the audience your nickname. Yeah. Good morning, everyone. My full name is the Un Rasmi Wok. It's very hard, very hard to, to call in for the internationally. So, but you can call me in short, Fair. My fair. name is Fair. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great name. And, you know, I think a lot of the nicknames in Thailand are quite fun. My, one of my best friends in Thailand, he was so good in Excel. Uh-huh. And over his years of working with me, he's my business partner, Sancha, uh-huh. that he named his son, his nickname for his son is Excel. Excel. <laughs> <laughs> so a little story about nicknames. Well, I want to introduce you to the audience. So yeah. ladies and gentlemen, Cha Chai is a financial advisor in FinLab, which is a financial advisor group that helps clients reach their financial goals. Yeah. He has a bachelor's degree in finance from Thailand's Kasetsat University. And for two years after graduation, he worked as an assistant to the president of a private company. Then he pivoted to pursue his dream job of being a flight attendant. At that time, he also started his first business, which was a board game cafe. He has a passion. And his passion is to apply his experience from past careers, his knowledge, and his abilities to advise people to understand their financial life and achieve their financial goals. Chai, Chai, take a minute and fill in further tidbits about your life. Yeah. As you heard from Mr. Andrew Strott, I'm graduate from Kasasati University in the field of finance. And after that, I work as an assistant to the president of the one of the private company and that is the place very very good place to to study and to to gain experience and to work and to gain more very very important investment field because after my graduation for two years it's very good place for newbie in in the working life right and maybe you can tell us a little bit about what you do at finlab and like 
what do you see when you see the customers or the clients or the people that come, you know, in Thailand to FinLab and, and just that you experience? What are the troubles that they're facing and how do you help them? Yeah, in Thailand, there is a few people that understand financial goals. And I think they want to, to plan their financial goal, but, but they don't know how to start and they don't know how to how to get the, the asset and how to invest and how to protect their, their future, something like that. But they won, but they don't have something like they They got the, the problem that they don't have enough money, but the money is not a point. I think if, if you don't have the money, you need to plan. Yeah. And so in Thailand, just 30% that people know about the financial mm. and I think my strong point is the I graduated from the financial financial faculty. That's why I know earlier. I know before them. That's why I think I want to to bring my knowledge to to give to the people as much as I can in Thailand. Fantastic. Yeah, I know there's a lot of young people. They want to invest. Yeah. But they don't have the knowledge. Some of them, they rely on the wrong people and they get ripped off or they lose their money. Yeah. And some of them just get sold a lot of products that could yeah. be high priced products. Yeah. And then they just bounce around, unfortunately. And they never, I've seen this in Thailand. I've seen this around Asia in particular, that it's really a challenge. So I think what you're doing is a great service to try to help guide people, you know, to build their own financial independence. So that's great. Yes. Well, now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one ever. Yeah goes into their worst investment thinking <laughs> take a, a little bit of time to tell us about the circumstances leading up to your story and then tell us how it went yeah i want to share that my hobby my favorite hobby is the board game i'm really really loving it in board game i i played the board game since i was young since i was just three years old and when i grow up i when i study in the university i i have some friend i have the group that play the board game with me so i'm i'm loving it very much because i because board game can can teach me anything can can teach me how how to how to manage the resource and how to win and how to how to lose yeah and so i'm very very loving board game and i love in the the atmosphere in in the in the cafe so i can say that board game is my passionate and i want to to gain more more return and more more income from the one that I'm very passionate on it. So I I try to talk with my with my university friend that really close very very close to me and I invite invite him to invest together with me to be the the partner. Let's something like a 50-50 share, something like that. And we because in his home there was many, many board games. So if we would like to start, we don't need to invest much because we already have the resource. Yeah. So I think we can just walk around and to find a place, to find a good place to, to rent or to buy something like that and to, to start the, the cafe. But on that time, I don't have any much money. And so I, I come to talk to my mother to something borrow, borrow her money around 70,000 baht is is same as the something 3,000? Like two, 3, roughly 2,000 US, a little bit more yeah. than 2,000 yeah, yeah. US dollars. That's yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, it's a lot of money for the 
just 25 years old guys in in Thailand. But I love in board game and I want to try on this. So I I came to talk with my my friend to be the partner and I borrow the money from my mother and I just walk around walk around that where where can I rent the space where can I rent the space to to put the table to put the table is about three feet three feet long and yeah the table that three feet long and around five to six tables just put in it and we already have the board games yep. that's why I I want to try on this and I'm looking for the the place that need to be close to the university and the school because from my experience when I play board game with my with my friends in the cafe I need to go to to the the place that around next to the university so I I have the the idea that oh if I want to invest if I want to be the board game cafe owner I I need to open the board game cafe around the university something like that so Was it difficult to find a location? A bit difficult because the big university in Thailand, there were many many board game cafe already. So I need to I need to go to the second tier of the university that not big enough. Mm. That that the student is not more and more. So I I need to go to the second tier that smaller than the university that I I study. Yeah. So then it was your plan then had to change a little bit because. You maybe weren't going to get as many students, or what was it like once you went to the second tier or to that location? Yeah, smaller, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, were you able to set up the location and get it going? Yeah, I already got the the place. I already got the place, and I signed a contract around one year contract. Let's say took uh, twelve months, and mm-hmm. I need to pay in advance around three months deposit, something like that. But when I signed the contract, I checked the information. I stay around there for one month to to check the how many people around there, how many students around there, and after the that school time, that university time, where they go and what they did after the study time. So I I try to study. I try to I try to talk with them. Oh, after your school day, what you gonna do? Something like that. And I think it's very quite challenging with me because. The smaller size of the the university and the nature of the people around there, after their school life and after their working day, they come back to their home and to to spend that time with another hobby. So I I think oh it's very challenge to me to to persuade them to to bring them to be my my customer to to join the board game cafe. So I I think I think it's very challenge. And you did this, let's call it market research. Yeah, before, market research before or after you signed the contract. Yeah, I I did it, but just only one month. Mm. Yeah, I joined the cafe around there. I I sit in the restaurant and and see the people and talk to them. Yeah, and I did the market research for for one month. So then, what happened after my market research? I think I can do this because there was no. Board game cafe around there, so I think if I want to invest, if if I want to go, I think maybe I am the first one. I am the first one. I I can take the the top of the cake, mm. something like that. Right, and mm. so you started, and then what happened? Yeah, after my first deposit and first initial investment in the first month, I think it's very very quite interesting to me because the student very excited. 
because mm. there was no good board game cafe around there. And many, many students come to my cafe and it's very peak for in the first month. It's very, very peak. Full off the table, I'm very tired. I'm very tired because I, I, I need to operate by myself first. And my partner, my friend, he got a job already. He got a permanent job, eight to five. That's why he cannot take care of the cafe much. So I need to be the one who would take care on, on, on the cafe. And the first month is very peak. But the second month is the nightmare. What because, yeah, because on the semester period, when I signed a contract in Thailand, the semester period is going to be take around four months. Mm. But when I signed a contract, the time already passed for two months. For the first month, I peak. And the second month, that would be the the last month of the semester. The student need to study more and more. After that school life, they need to come back to their home and study to read a book, to, to review the, the lesson, something like that. So it is very hard to, to go to board game and to spend that time. And yeah, the second month is my nightmare. And it's very go to the worst because after the semester, it's a holiday, right? And the holiday is going to be take about three months. Wow. It's like the winter for me. So the summer come in for the first month and uh, the fall come to the second month of me. And the next three months, it's very worse for me. It's like the winter. That's why I, whoa, how can I survive on, on this? Because I just gained the income just only first month. It's very peak to me. And after that, oh, I, how can I survive? Because my, my major clients, my major customer, they didn't go to the university and to spend time around there. They just come back to their home and to stay in their home. So, oh, three months is very, very long, but I try to, to be online, to mm. post to post the Facebook, to, to broadcast, to, to sponsor the Facebook, to, to launch the, the project on, on the Facebook, to invite the people that, that didn't stay around there to join, to be my customer from the another, another place and to the next area, something like that, because the student already gone and I try to be on the Facebook and to pause and to, to bring the promotion. But, you know, it's very, very tough to me because it's the winter and I didn't spare my, my food enough. Mm. So how long did you last? What happened in the end? Yeah, I can stay for, for three months. After that, that would be my, my fifth month rise. And after the semester end, the semester come to start again and oh, and spring come back to me. Spring come back to me, but it's quite hard for me as well because I, I need to go to the, to do the physically advertisement to bring the customer and to bring the student and to bring the, the one who want to play the board game to come back to me after, after the semester end. When the semester start, I feel that they enjoy, they enjoy on, the, on their new, new class and things like that. But, oh, okay, it's, it's fine. But I think it's when the people come back again, I go to do the physical advertisement to go to the intersection, something like that, and to, to give the flyer as much mm. as, as many as I can to, to notice them that, oh, the board game cafe come back and you already come back, the board game cafe come back again. You, you can enjoy your time after you are your school. Yeah. And it's very quite interesting to me to, to come back to, to that university. Mm. 
And what happened? When was the moment that you knew you had to let it go? First, I I try to fight as strong as I can, as many many as I can. I I try to go to to the intersection and and to get the flyer right. And I I try very hard to to bring that come back again, but. Is five months and just keep only one month. And my partner, my partner that already got the job, he came to talk to me that oh, fair, I saw you very try, and I didn't support you enough. But I I know that you you try very hard to to bring the customer back to the to the cafe again. But I think it's time, it's time to something like stop loss, something like mm-hmm. something like to because. I can share more time with you because I I already got a job and I need to come back to after his working period. He cannot afford anymore something like that. He he right. need to come back to the home and to rest something like that. And, and how yeah. did you feel when he said that? Did you feel relieved? Like okay, you're right. Or did you say no, no, we can fight? No, 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 no. I think I think we can fight because it's just five months. I believe that five months is too short to stop mm-hmm. something like that. And in the In the shareholders, it's 50-50, right? Yep. Yeah, it is. It's fifty-fifty, but in fact, he got he has a girlfriend, mm. and the girlfriend, his girlfriend, come to talk to me, and maybe when we have the meeting, owner meeting, she always joy, and I think oh, it's it's good that we got more opinion mm. from the lady. Yep. Yeah, and maybe in more detail something like that, but in fact, fifty-fifty, but. When we start the meeting and when we wore something, is three people. <laughs> so my voice just thirty three percent. Right. Yeah, and another sixty six percent is belong to my friend and yep. and his girlfriend. But first, I I feel okay because actually the girl, she was my friend as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. But when we work together, I think my voice is less. So right. when another sixty six percent. Come to talk to me to stop. I, I cannot say anything more because my wife is, yeah, is is smaller than them. So how would you describe the lessons that you learn from this? Yeah, I know this is important because there's a lot of people in Thailand that want to set up the cafe, the coffee shop, the board, you know, game cafe. It's a dream, bakery. Yeah, it's a but dream. it's it's much harder than what people think. What lessons did you learn? Yeah. The lesson that I learned is, I think you need to to make sure that your information you got before your investment is very very important. I did the market research for one month. I think first I think it's enough, but actually it's not. Mm. I think it's very very big gap that I think I think I need to I need to spend more time before investment. Just. Maybe three three months or six months to study more, to know the people more, and to gain more information before I make a decision to to sign a contract to rent the to rent the space because the space contract is very very long for me because it's a twelve months. Mm-hmm. But I did the market research just one month and I cannot calculate anything more precise mm-hmm. and. Then another part is I think the shareholder, the shareholder benefit. You need to you need to sign contract something like that because you cannot believe that oh he's my my friend and 
we believe in each author and we don't need to sign anything. But after his girlfriend pop up, I think the contract is very crucial. Even we are the friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So maybe I'll share a couple of things from what I learned. I wrote down a lot of notes from what you said, <laughs> and uh, there's a few things. You know, first of all, I want to congratulate you on doing some research. Yeah. Many people who set up this type of business do no research. Yeah. They just find the location and then they just start. And the lesson that you taught us, I think, for everybody listening, is that do more research than you think. Yes. And, you know, the idea is like when you want to buy a house, go there at nighttime, go there when it's raining, you know, see if it's flooding, you know, like really, if you really want to be successful, you've got to do a lot of research. And also, you know, I set up a company together with my best friend in Thailand in 1995. Mm -hmm. And he and I now have known each other for about 40 years. Mm. We knew each other when we were young. Mm-hmm. And we set up that business 50-50 also in Thailand. He came to Thailand to live and run the business. Mm-hmm. And now it's 26 years later and he's still running the business. Wow. And um, we never really had any other major shareholders. We have, you know, some friends and family and stuff like that. Uh-huh. But he and I always, you know, kept the relationship. And I think what I learned as a, a shareholder that was not, I wasn't, employed by the company, the company called Coffee Works, my coffee business in Thailand. But I always knew that as the outside shareholder, mm-hmm. it's better, it's not, it's not good for me to push him too hard. It's my job to give him some advice, mm-hmm. not to push too hard because I don't know all of the things that he's dealing with. And it sounds like your friend is actually pretty good because just the fact that your friend came and said he saw that you were working so hard yeah. And he recognized that sometimes people just get mad in this type of situation. Mm-hmm. But, but I think, you know, my best friend Dale and I have managed to, to have this friendship and this ownership in the business. But I think the point that you make is a shareholder agreement and it's a critical point, but mm-hmm. nothing, nothing wrong with writing down an agreement between you. And even in, in our case, what we wanted to also agree upon is that as the business now got bigger, what happens if something happened to one of us? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's our yeah. plan for our share? Yeah, yeah. And so that type of thing we can put into the shareholder agreement. Mm-hmm. And we don't need a lot of lawyers or anything like that. We can just say, this is what we want and agree mm-hmm. upon it. And Believe. in our case, it's a little different because let's say our families are in the US and we're in Thailand. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times if something happened to somebody, mm-hmm. uh, their, their ownership or their shares would go maybe to their family. Mm-hmm. But we agreed that our shares would go to the other person mm-hmm. between the two of us if something happened to others. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's the, the, the second thing is this making it clear amongst the shareholders. Yeah. You know, I think that that's a major thing. The third thing that I just want to mention, and I think, you know, you did a pretty good job of doing some research. I've seen a lot of cases and I see it particularly in the coffee industry where people say that they're going to set up a coffee shop. And I asked them because they want us to supply them with the machine and the coffee. Yeah. And I, we asked them, where is your coffee shop? I said, well, my, my uncle has a, a shop. Yeah. My uncle has a, a building and we're going to ah. just do it in there. Mm-hmm. And I just know that it's going to fail in most cases because location is so critical. Yeah. Location is critical. And, yes. and so I think the lesson, you know, in this case, you already 
had to go down to, you know, the second tier location you talked about. Yeah. But I think, you know, I just want to reiterate to everybody listening that when you're looking at doing any type of retail thing, you really, really, really need to do that research and particularly look at the location. Don't get tied into any one location. Is there anything that you would add to that? My takeaways? Yeah, but my, I just want to share something that after the, the separation, my partner, he sold all the board game out. I'm very, very surprised that, oh, why you sold, why you sold the board game out? Because my, my fault, I cannot, I cannot operate the, the cafe good enough and I'm very feel guilty because we love in board game, both mm-hmm. of us love in board game very much. And I invite him to invest and to, to open the board game cafe and something like we collapsed. And after our separation, he sold the board game out and feel guilty because he need to sell the, the one that he loved. Mm-hmm. And, this, mm-hmm. and right now I think I just shut down the, the board game cafe for three to four years, something like that. And I came to talk to him that, am I the one of the reason that you need to sell the board game out? And, and he, he answered me that, oh, no need to worry, fair. It's not about you. It's not about you. I just want to sell it now because I'm, I'm sick of it, something like that. And yep. yeah, That's and fair. yeah, yes. but <laughs> I still feel guilty. I still sure. feel guilty. Yeah, well, maybe he just needed to get away from it and uh, start a new chapter in his life. So based upon what you learned from this story and what you continue to learn in your life, what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate? Yeah, I think investment in anything is very, very good and very, very important on this time and for the future as well. But before you do any investment, you need to spend more time to study more mm-hmm. and more because you can gain the benefit and the income as much as the knowledge that you have. Great, great I think advice. The, and I think in another side, if you want to invest, you make sure you can go. But if you're unsure and if you feel insecure, but you still want to invest, you should not lend or borrow the money. Mm. Because from my experience, the good side is I borrow from my mom that she didn't charge me any interest. But if you go to the bank, if you go to maybe the, the loan, loaner, something like that, you need to pay the interest. Yep, yep. All right, last question. What's your number one goal for the next 12 months? Yeah, for my next 12 month goal is to... I think I want to plan the financial goals for my experience, for my knowledge. I want to bring my knowledge to bring my ability to bring my experience to the people and to protect them and to guide them and to maybe to sit around them to to share mm-hmm. them up as much as I can because I think in, in this situation in Thailand is very, very depressed. I want to I want to talk to the people, to share them, to talk to them. That is every people, all people meet this hard situation, but I want to be the one to, to sit around them, to, to talk to them that I think it's going to be better yep. after COVID-19. Great. And that's part of what you're doing here on the podcast. Yeah. My, mother, my mother said in the past that tough times never last. 
wow. tough people do. Mm, yeah. So let's make sure that we're tough. Yeah. It's tough, so, but it's going to be better. Yeah. Well, listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. My number one goal for the next 12 months is to help you, my listener, reduce risk and increase return in your life. To achieve this, I've created our community at myworstinvestmentever.com. So join and get that special discount to my six-week valuation masterclass boot camp. As we conclude fair, I want to thank you again for coming on the show. And on behalf yeah. of East Dots Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience? Yeah, I think this is my worst investment ever and you already got my experience. Mm -hmm. And I think you can learn from this and you're going to be better. Great. Fantastic. And that's a wrap on another great story to help us create, grow, and protect our well fellow risk takers. This is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott, saying, I'll see you on the upside.